What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, the green drink himself, <laughs> Greg Miller. They call me the green drink. What, what you drinking there? Uh, it's a smoothie. Actually, generally. a green smoothie. Can, can, I, can we hit that yeah. one more time? I, I didn't start the live stream until we'll, we'll then. We'll so back. just give me oh, two yeah. seconds. I'm going to stop recording. Actually, I'm going to do a standby. Boop. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Mr. Green Drink. <laughs> what are you talking about? That doesn't make sense. Why would you say that on Green Drink stuff? You, know, like we... you be drinking that Green Drink. I saw you, Greg Miller. Yeah, oh, yeah. We there had to be. Hey. Hey. Oh, Where's the Green Drink? Here's my question. Oh, no, no. Question? Fuck off with the arresting introductions, all right? We have a question here. First off, Imran's beard look amazing. Your beard is insane. I have not seen it. Imran Khan. It's quite look at that. I think that man. I've seen first off, did you change your camera too? Uh no, not yet. Oh, man. We're working it, on it. We're yeah. about to make you, Imran look real pretty. <laughs> well, it's the thing is I think he's got more of the pixels this time around. I don't know what it is about the lighting. I think it, I always thought it was just a shadow. I didn't realize the beard had gotten this ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like I was thinking I would try to aim for Kratos beard before end of August, maybe early October. Okay. But I'm I'm probably rapidly hitting it quite soon. Yeah, God, that looks ridiculous. In a good way, that looks ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is now, there a reason for is, that? Is that some insider shit? Are you saying that God of War 2 is going to be announced sometime between whoa. end of August and early October? It's going to be called God of War 2 colon beard. It's just going to be about Kratos' beard. And whoa. you just sit there watching him grow it for X number of years. DC fandom is going to be off the channel. <laughs> 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 man game, actually. <laughs> All right, so and here's the new face of video games blessing out of OEA Jr. It's me. It is you. Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Number one, we've had a couple of misstarts here on the, the thing. Kevin said the background is messed up. Is the background still messed up? Because Cameron Kennedy's pointing out the background's misaligned. In the background. It definitely is God. still messed up. <laughs> oh, yeah, over here. On the left side. I don't understand. Side, I don't or the understand. right side, depending I on spent, Guys, I spent so much time. Wait, wait, like an extra 10 minutes working on it? Hey man, it's, it's all good. Hey man, it's either way, whatever. Most people listen to the show anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. You could watch it. If you want to listen to it, like Bus is talking about, you could do that too. Podcast services, just search for kind of funny games cast and we'll be there for you. We're also going to be on roosterteeth.com and we're also going to be on patreon.com slash kind of funny games if you want to get the show ad free with an exclusive post show. Um, you can also be a Patreon producer like James Hastings, Sancho West Gaming, Julian the Gluten Free Gamer. Delaney Twinning, Jeffrey P. Long, uh, Bent Fork PR, Skin Tight Salmon, Game Jumper X, and Mohammed Mohammed, aka Momo. Momo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And if you do all that stuff, we'll appreciate you a lot. If you don't want to do that stuff, that's cool. <laughs> you can get the show free and all those other places I already mentioned. Um, but yeah, we like talking about games, and that's what we do here on the Kind of Funny Games cast. How are you guys doing before we get into all that, though? Good. I've had Hamilton stuck in my head for the last five days, and it, it's gone from being like, "Man, this is awesome," to "Man, I'm going insane." I can't. Welcome, I like welcome legit, to my last four years, blessing. <laughs> I can't get the songs out of my head, and I don't. I don't know what to do about it. I try listening to other songs; it doesn't work. I try just like not listen to it; it doesn't work. I feel like I have to then start listening to it again, and yeah, it's 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 driving me crazy. 
blessing uh you've you've only been with us a couple months now but i've already hit my favorite moment of, of being on camera with you and it was during the hamilton review screencast that we did where you did your intro and you were trying to reference the like the, the shoot my shot, throw away shot, my shot, and you threw it away. You fucked it yeah. up the line so bad <laughs> that it was just the most ironic thing possible. <laughs> but you love to see it. You love, you made our upper at the end of it though. Your outro was fantastic. I'm not going to ruin you. You guys can go check that out. YouTube.com/slash kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, Imran. So I feel I, again. Welcome back to the show. Last mm -hmm. week you made your valiant return. All right. Well, he can't be welcome YouTube. back two weeks in a row. That's I'll take him though. He deserves it. He deserves it. it. I've yeah. been seeing a lot of love for him on the on the Reddit and the comments and stuff. This is good. This yes. is good. Imran deserves all of the love because <laughs> the, I appreciate you so much, Imran. And I know it last week I kind of went off and like gave you a lot of praise. I want to give you even more praise this week because you just keep putting out tweets that I either completely agree with. And I'm just like, God, this guy has really good takes or I completely disagree with. But I'm like, <laughs> it, it's never a thing of like, I hate you. It's always a thing where I'm like, damn, he's a smart dude. And we might disagree, <laughs> but I fucking I respect it. I respect the Mario the Brother shit one out of it. You, All of them. The yeah. Well, the Mario one, I agree with. That okay, was wait, wow. Mario one. What did wow. you say about Mario? I think it was like unpopular Mario opinions. I said if you can get past the art style, New Super Mario Brothers View Deluxe is probably the one of the best Mario games. Oh, if yeah. you can get past the boring art style, New Super Mario Brothers slash New Super Mario Luigi U. I don't Luigi, even know what that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Is a better two D Mario than most of the games in the series. Yeah. My it's favorite so response, cool. the, I didn't even see the tweet originally. I just saw Andre from Game Explain respond with the no, 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 from Get Out. <laughs> I, see, I feel like this could be a GameCast topic on itself because if we lay out all the 2D Mario games, I'd love to see the argument or like hear the argument from uh, Mario U because I think I think the Wii U Mario Brothers are like good games. And if you divorce them from the, from the boring art style, like they're even amazing games. But like I don't know if I can put them above Mario 3 and Super Mario World. Well, and here's the Mario thing. They're in that conversation. And mm -hmm. I, I would, I'm, I'm with Imran in the sense, I don't know how high you'd rank him. Fuck it. We're talking about this right now, guys, for at least <laughs> at least a couple minutes. We got we to have change the topic. This is it now. <laughs> I, I feel like it's in the conversation of three in world. It's not going to beat them. There's no fucking I way. I think it beats three. I think three no, is a you're wrong. Game you're that, wrong. But the you're levels wrong. are too, the levels of three are interesting, but they're way too short. The second oh, you get started, that's what that's what's great about them, though. They're bite-sized, they don't overstay their welcome. And there's so many of them. It's like a new challenge every other corner, you know? But like I feel like you could combine like three of those levels and have like a normal size level and be fine. But then just think That'd of it too long. Way, and then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mario I, I 3 is the my, best 2D Mario in my in my eyes. I, I would, was a world guy my entire life where I would okay, fight to the death that it's number one. But oh, yeah, like, would. in my old age, I'm I'm realizing that three is probably the better game, but it's so close. It's so close. It really comes down to do you want more creativity and uh, interesting different things to do? That's three. Or do you want more exploration in a lot of very similar looking locales? That's world. Both of those fantastic experiences. So, you add New Super Mario Bros. U to the mix. And that's just kind of like a weird, a weird hodgepodge of, I think, more consistent, long, good levels and challenging levels. I would, what I think, game. where I think New Super Mario Bros. U actually succeeds is... It's not either of those games in terms of exploration or platforming. It's well, it's mostly platforming. It's those gold coins or whatever, the, the green coins or whatever they were. It's those small little platforming challenges and finding those coins because they're not hidden necessarily, but they're always like, oh, this gives me a reason to check this area or to do this one platforming thing I would not think to do. And I think that's what makes that level design better. 
And that's why I love the GBA ports of the Mario All-Stars versions of Mario 3 and Mario World. Well, Mario World's its own thing. But like, because mm. it has the Yoshi coins or it has the, the, the little collectible coins, but they're not as thought out as they are in the Wii U version. Yes. So there's a lot of a lot of good arguments made. There's no argument for Wii, which Jared Petty thinks is the best of these. And he's in the Doki, same Doki, Doki get the fuck out of here. That's what <laughs> Wii is Wii is great for co-op, is what I'll say. Like it is a great, great, great co-op game. And I think yeah. the one that really established New Super Mario Brothers as a as a co-op game. But I think that's really the only thing I could give it. Yeah. Speaking anyway. of controversial like Twitter takes, Greg, how did that Wii U versus Vita thing turn out? Like what was the end result of that poll? Of the whole new topic number two. We're talking about the Wii U versus Vita. <laughs> oh, I thought you were cutting me off. No, no, no. Yeah, the v- the Vita one. It was close though. Let me try to get that pulled up for you. I mean, a few days ago. To I, be I, fair, I, it's hard, kind of a, it's kind of a truth. skewed poll because like Greg Miller's on Vita. Yes. Now, for the record, yeah. you'd think you'd think that, but for the most part, my cult is able to see through bullshit. Remember oh. me, okay. when uh, when me and McCaffrey did the thing where Cap- McCaffrey put up, do you like uh, the PlayStation sticks or the offset sticks or the Xbox controller? Right? He Xbox obviously started steamrolling it, and he's like, I would be interested if you know one day in an alternate universe, Greg posted this with the exact same word, and I just did the I did exactly what he pitched, right, and texted him right away the link, and still even on my feed, offset sticks one. Uh, for the Vita That's poll, different. it went like this. I said, you have to pick one, Vita or Wii U. Uh, Vita won with 53.2% of the vote. Oh, over that's close. The 76 I, or I, 70, or I feel like that's so 46. close. That's so close on like the Greg Miller, from the Greg Miller audience, that I, sure. I feel like I would edge it toward Wii U. Sure. And, I mean, oh, I, yeah, I yeah. personally go on Vita, but I, I feel like Vita in a more had, case, Wii U might, might win. Vita had more good games. It's just you I can, think Wii U had better ones. If I can give you the feedback where this started from, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not following me on Twitter, first off, I want you to pull the car, car over, uh, uh, lean out the side, put your. I want you to kneel, put your body into your chair, pull down your own pants, spank yourself three times because you have been <laughs> naughty. You should be following me on Twitter, you naughty, naughty <laughs> person. All right? Now get to get back in the car, start driving again. Um, on Twitter, though, uh, Asuna had tweeted at me and said, at Game Over Greggy, hey, any chance you and the team at Kind of Funny Vids can stop shitting all over Nintendo Land and the Wii U? Wii U is an amazing console, damn it. <laughs> Nintendo Land was ahead of its time. And I Nintendo just quote Land tweeted, was ahead of its time. I quote tweeted and just said, no, the Wii U sucked. And then that was off to the races of people pissed off, and here we fucking go. And like, I, to Asuna's credit, totally in on the joke. This was a dumb video game argument between best friends on Twitter. A person, I don't know, kind of funny best friend. And so then I put up the poll and then that was a whole nother can of worms. Then somehow we, you started trending. I was like, Oh God, what did we do? <laughs> I saw people in hey, like hey, unrelated Kevin, chat rooms. Notice, like, I'm adding some time codes here. Unrelated chat rooms. People were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. People were like actually really mad at you for starting that argument. And like people from both sides of it. Surprise. <laughs> let's let's dive into this just a little deeper than we already have obviously i'm gonna side with the wii u because i'm a nintendo boy and the wii u was home to many amazing nintendo games whereas to me the vita didn't necessarily have the games that i would associate with why i like playstation and i had it had some but it's just like golden abyss not my favorite of the the uncharted games i think that's the big thing though i Uh oh i think you're cutting out, Blessed. You're cutting out, but I assume you're saying Vita's uh, better. Uh, I'm cutting out. The Vita is oh, no. hacking Blessing right now. Am I back? <laughs> no, there he's back. He's back. What are you saying? How am I now? Am I good? You're good. You're good. You're good. Um, I was saying that uh, Wii U has better first party. Vita has better third party. Well, Vita has like oh, no yeah. first party. It had and Wii U has like no pretty much no third party. And if it does have third party, it's like exclusives. 
Yeah. Like, Vita well, had like I Gravity Rush and anymore. Golden yeah. Abyss and yeah, tear away. Freedom Wars. Yeah, tear Freedom away. Wars, which I did love. Killzone Mercenary, which again was good. Mm. But yeah, come on, it was good. I, I will say the Wii U's good. main problem is that like I'm they really good. didn't they didn't get started on the Wii U. Like they didn't really hit the engines on that system until like well after it was dead, until like three years in. And like that was when Splatoon and Mario Maker and those games started coming out. It's like, oh yeah, now they understand what they want to do with this controller. But yeah. before that, it was like, okay, this is just a, a good Mario game. This is just a good Donkey Kong game. There that's cool, but an amazing Donkey Kong game. Yes. Okay, again, I think I said on Twitter, the best Donkey Kong Country game was Tropical Freeze. And here's the thing. That was one that I'm like, I don't know that I can agree with you, but I respect it. <laughs> I, I saw you like that once. So I wasn't sure which one. Which that's way what I'm saying. I still that. like it. I like the takes because I know they're coming from an educated place. You're wrong. Donkey Kong Country <laughs> 2 is better, but Tropical Freeze is, is something special. But uh, Nintendo Land. Imran, what are your thoughts on Nintendo Land? I think Nintendo Land was a couple of really good, well-thought-out minigames, but couple. it's also probably... Th- a, a number of. There were at least four of great mini games in that thing. But how many bad Amazing. ones were there, Bless? How many bad ones? I don't ones? know. How, I, <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the other ones were, honestly. If you told I mean, me that there were only four the mini games, I'd believe you. We were 100% <laughs> planning to do a Nintendo Land thing before all this COVID stuff struck, but like, oh, yeah. that is still a plan at some point. You got, you got, you got Mario Anything Chase, one. which is like mm-hmm. the tag game, which is excellent. You which have, was excellent, uh, but it needed more courses. For sure. Like, yes, I'll say that. Courses. You have uh, the Luigi's Mansion minigame, which is the best minigame in that thing. That so I, Countless, countless nights in college having a blast with that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Animal Crossing game, which I can't remember what it was called or even what the rules were. I just remember that it was a lot of fun. Um, and then The Zelda one was real good. The Zelda, yeah, the Zelda on Rails thing was really good. And then I I think that's kind of where it stops for me as far the as... The Donkey Kong one, I think, is with. great as like a single player. Like The best single player game in that event was the Donkey Kong one. But like, see, that's my thing. Like, I never played it single player is because I didn't own a Wii U. I'll, whenever I played a Wii U, usually was at a friend's place. And so mm-hmm. Nintendo Land for me was prim- primarily uh, a multiplayer game. Yeah. But yeah, I think that thing had a number of very good ideas. The problem is none of those good ideas were like, here's why you need this controller or why you need this new system. And that was like right. the major problem with that as a set piece software is that like, it wasn't the Wii Sports of the Wii U. And I think yeah. Nintendo was kind of hoping it would be. Totally. Yeah, I think, and that's why, in particular, with uh, Asuna and then my response of, no, the Wii U sucked. I'm not talking shit about Nintendo Land. I did Nintendo Land as a demo at E3 once and had fun with it. I never fucking touched it again. When I got a Wii U, I never fucking opened the box. I just tossed it to the side. Uh, it was more the fact that I think the Wii U sucks. Not the library, not the thing. I hate the fucking machine. I hate the shitty controller. I hate that you can't get more than whatever six feet from it with it. I was just like, that's my whole thing about why I hated the Wii U and why, yeah, a whole bunch of great games came to it. And I couldn't be bothered to drag the Wii U off my fucking bedroom floor, untangle the goddamn sensor bar to put it back in there to do the thing to get it all up and running. No, thanks. I mean, that was was the proprietary memory cards for the Vita and all this other. That was totally. You're right, Tim. The one time purchase. Oh, the God. (laughs) One time. Oh, purchase of the memory card. I'm gonna bring my chargers with me. Oh fuck! I need to bring a Vita specific charger. USB. You could just put the cable in there. Don't act like you don't have a million fucking cables. I've seen your car. Oh, what <laughs> makes what makes this cable special or this console special? The OLED screen. Oh, let's get rid of that. Let's just get rid of it. <laughs> don't need that's the OLED a, screen. Fun. Didn't need it. Didn't need it. My slim, my pink baby over there on the. You can see it right there. Look at it, just chilling out there, ready to play anything I want to play. Ready to, ready go. to play. Let's remote play anytime. You want let's that dagger drop? Like, go for it. When you go to GameStop and you look at the Wii U section, you're probably not going to find a ton of great games. You'll see the same games you know that are good for the Wii U. You go to GameStop and you look at the Vita section, you're like, holy shit, I don't want to be here. I look like a pedophile. 
because you see all those like <laughs> like conception and all those kind of games on there like totally. girls but in like, a monster dungeon or whatever the fuck that was called what are you doing what are you doing at gamestop at, as a vita owner you got to go into the playstation store look at all them different indies buy, buy severed get super meat boy get rogue legacy get the hits man it's all about the indie hits that's on the thing like persona 4 as well persona 4 at this point you might as well just buy it on pc but the thing with the Vita is, I don't. You no. can't do that. You can't do that because if we're gonna bring that argument in, let's just start knocking off Wii U games. We don't have to fucking talk about it anymore because they're on Switch. <laughs> and also, Gold also shout out to uh, Waifu Uncovered coming to Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch <laughs> continuing the Vita's <laughs> legacy of Which very really weird, his, porny yeah. ass games. But I, I don't have to go to a GameStop to look at those. <laughs> I can, I can be embarrassed at home in my own time. <laughs> oh man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, let's move on to what we've been playing. Bless. I specifically yeah. want to ask you, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing a lot of this mobile game called Trivia Royale, which yeah, right. is it's basically just a battle royale, but a trivia version. Because if you know me, you might know that I I, I really dig trivia. Um, it's so I know a lot of people are probably familiar with like HQ trivia and stuff like that. That is like live trivia shows. This is not that. This is basically a thousand players. Uh, come together in like this this big old trivia event um and you're basically matchmaked with uh like one other player one at a time and you're going through like these rounds of five different questions and if you beat that other player you then get you then progress to the next round and so you go you're essentially going like one at a time uh round round for round against a bunch of players and seeing then you're seeing how far you can get um and so i've been spending a lot of my time playing this game because it's weirdly really addicting I played it for the first time last night and I played it for about an hour and a half. I was just in, I was laying, just yeah. laying in bed. Like it was one of those things I should have been going to sleep and I couldn't, I couldn't stop. It was a one more match, one more match. You get to choose the topic of trivia so you can choose Ooh. video games. Yeah. And like the questions they ask are are pretty interesting where it's like, it's not as easy as you'd kind of expect. Cause I went into it. Like these are going to be, I'm going to nail this 10 out of 10 for everything. And I missed a couple of them. You can okay. start to kind of learn what it what it's doing but bless you uh, is there a way for you to actually red. do a round right oh, now? oh yeah that, that looks like it do uh, a video oh, game round yeah so and actually uh to that point tim uh because yeah there's like a couple of different ways you can play you can do like the battle royale which which pulls in all the different topics or you can choose your topic like you're saying and i've been doing a lot of the the video game stuff and i'm trying to open it up here as i'm going um yeah i just lost the battle royale um <laughs> But I've been killing it in the video game trivia. I think I have like I've so far I've won like ten out of twelve. I've not been playing. I've not been playing um, a crazy amount of the topic based stuff. But I think I've I think I've reached like number two or three in SF at this point, as far as like ranked. Oh, yes. Uh, because I keep, keep running by it for a second. And so <laughs> why is it not loading? This is it, right? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you? Are, did you just launch up the the battle royale game, or are you I'm, like? Well, I'm, I'm registering right now to ask him. Oh, I got to build an avatar. Yeah. Oh my dear. So bless. Are you? Are you going to yeah. load up a video game trivia right now? I'm, I'm trying. It's like being slow. Because like the one thing that I thought is funny is every round there was at least one question where one of the answers was Eternal Champions. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what the fucking hell? <laughs> like the questions. The questions do range from like very easy to like really obscure and like kind of nonsensical. Like there was one where uh, the question was, "What's the name of this 
game console and had a picture of it and had a picture of a, of a PlayStation Vita. And literally, like <laughs> in the picture, you can you can see on the Vita where it says PS Vita. And yeah. so it's like, all right, like whoever put together this question wasn't like thinking too hard about it. Um, I can tell I was playing against some some real young kids uh, last night because they were nailing like the Minecraft stuff. And there was a similar thing yes. where it's, it showed a Super Nintendo and it says Super NES on it or whatever. And like I, I got it right. and They got it wrong. <laughs> what? All right. So I got to ask kids. I got to open. So right now I just clicked the, the video game topic. And so it's like searching. Can through. You, is there any way? We, yeah, we can focus so that we can actually see it. How's that looking? Camera. How's that looking? No, you're too close. Pull back a bit. There we go. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay, that's good enough. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hold on. So oh. I'll read the question. What products? What product slogan is lo- live in your world, play in ours? I have no idea what the answer to this is. That's PlayStation. Yeah. Live in your world, play in ours? Yeah. Yeah, I was PS3 the older one, one yeah. Really? PS2, Ratchet and Clank stuff. Oh, okay. Which company was responsible for the Wii gaming console? So that's obviously Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And again, it's only five questions. So question three of five. Which of these video games is based off of Jun- Dungeons and Dragons? And it has Tetris 99, Missile Command, Dishonored, and Baldur's Gate 2. Answer oh, Baldur's Gate. Yeah. yeah. I was just praising these for being difficult, and these sound really easy, but trust me, there's some weird yeah. ones. Last night. Which 1981 game was the first was the first with animated cutscenes. It has Kid Icarus, Ice Hockey, Super Mario Brothers, and Donkey Kong. Oh, shit. I'm going... The answer is Donkey Kong. Oh! Hey. I guess that makes sense. Right? Because yeah. him stopping down and like causing the level yeah. to happen. Yeah. What 1980s arcade game featured the hand-drawn animated character Dirk the Daring? Dragon Slayer. <laughs> oh, shit. It's telling me I have a bad connection. Eventually, Tim is just going to keep answering Dragon Layer. It'll be right. It's Dragon Layer. This, this yeah, this one is Dragon Layer. But... Oh, fuck. My, my app went down. I guess my internet's fucking up today. I'm sorry, guys. We're furious. So is your focus. Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Trivia Rail's dope. I'm super into it. It's Ray, a fun are you time. Playing right? like, how are you doing? I'm my first one right now. Okay. I'm doing it. Let's go around with Greg Miller. I'm playing against Yee Yee two four three. This guy's gonna fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> say hi. Say hi. He says, "Let's do this." All right, here we go. Get ready. One. Here we go. Question one of five. What is the name of this video game console? It's a PlayStation Four. They didn't intercap PlayStation cowards. <laughs> Question two of five. What is the name of the purple dragon that inspired the Skylanders game? Spyro. Star of the dragon. Inspired. Hey, I'm just going off what they give me. Right? I, yeah. <laughs> number three what completes this video game it's majora's mask sorry i can do it faster he said majora's <laughs> gauntlet what a fucking idiot <laughs> this guy sucks. was a gaming console made by this company sega he doesn't know he's panicking he said nintendo <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this kid's so stupid number five uh mount x is a boss in which fighting game series mount, mount x. x tekken streets of rage eternal champions fighters uncaged it's I went eternal. Not- I went eternal champions. Mount X, MT period X. I'm the winner. There you go. That's yeah. it. I never have to play again. Now I'm wait, the wait, wait. Was eternal champions, right? No, it's so- not. It didn't. It doesn't. I. It went so fast. It. It didn't do it. You know. What yeah. I mean? It's not but- streets of. Oh wait, is it supposed to be Mr. X? Because it's then that's streets of rage. Period yeah. X. Yeah, I think they misspelled it because it's supposed to be Mr. Uh-huh. X is streets of rage. Well, guys, no. I beat so the it's not perfect. 
I beat the shit it's out of Yimmy Yimmy. It's fun for sure. It's, it's a fun time. It's yeah. thrilling because like there's if you answer it faster than the other people, you get more points. Mm. So yeah. there's this like thrill to it all, you know. <laughs> the thrill <laughs> trivia. <laughs> Anyways, guys, trivia out. That's dope. Greg, have you been playing anything that you can actually talk about? Uh, no, but it's a good point to or a good time to point out that yeah, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima right now. We uh, can't talk about it, and I, I, when I say me, me, blessing, and Imran are Kevin too over on the ones and twos. Uh, and our review of that will post Tuesday morning, so next Tuesday the two. That's no, not right. What's the date on next Tuesday? Tuesday the fourteenth. Uh, we'll have our review at seven a.m. It looks like is what is on the calendar, which I believe is the correct time. Very cool. But no, I've been playing that, so that's been dominating all things. On top of that, I guess I've been playing uh, Watch Dogs <laughs> Legion and Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but I can't tell you about that till Sunday. So Sunday, remember, <laughs> it's Ubisoft Forward. We'll be doing our live reacts on twitch.tv slash games and a post show. You can catch them both on youtube.com slash games later. Uh, once uh, the presentation for Ubisoft Forward ends, we will be able to talk to you about playing that. That'll be me and Barrett talking about both those games. Ooh. Ooh, fun. you know? And I don't have much to talk about, but since Blast brought up the, the mobile game stuff, I've been back on my Peggle Blast bullshit, and I <laughs> yeah, am so close to three-starring every single level. I'm down to, like, the final 20 that I need to do, which sounds like a lot, but there's a shit ton of levels. And I'm just at this point where every day I'll just load a couple up and just try and try and try. And I, it's just beating my head against the wall. I don't even know why I'm doing it. But I don't want to look up YouTube videos and just figure out, like, the cheat way to do it, you know? Because like there's all those guides and stuff. You can go to IGN.com, look up Peggle Blast. I'm sure Brendan Graber will pull up some bullshit telling me how to cheat. I'm not trying to cheese. No, I'm trying to do this the hard-earned way. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, though. But whatever. I believe in you. I trust you. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. It's about time someone believes in me. Um, Moving on. I want to talk about predictions. We've been talking about predictions more than ever this goddamn year. I swear to God. (laughs) Normally... It's just, okay, we'll do like beginning of the year predictions and then we'll do uh, right before E3 predictions and then we'll do right before Game Awards predictions. But with this Summer Game Fest, Summer Game Mess, this not E3, we got new predictions every week. And I know that it's getting a little tiresome, but I did look back. And the last time we did a proper predictions topic on Gamescast was like two and a half months ago. So it was a while back and so much has changed. We have so many new events. We have so much confirmation of dates change dates things have happened the playstation event all this other stuff um but before we get to all that i do want to look at our predictions so far we've yeah. made many predictions this year and i want to let this group of people know we're not doing too well oh no, <laughs> oh, no. yeah i saw that in subreddit like oh shit we were real wrong still so uh my boy canon um over on reddit has been always uh, for the last couple of years, looking at our predictions and kind of giving us the points. And I, I've looked at him as the official kind of funny point bearer, um, taking on the 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 role that, what was his name, Greg, from back in the Beyond, beyond days? Uh, Blog Nick? dog Nick 96. Oh, my dog Nick 96. Uh, yes, yes, from Massachusetts. Right? Uh, exactly. Um, Kenan has been doing it on Gamescast for a long time, and I really appreciate it. Um, he'll go in and he'll like give us, and I look at him as the truth. Whatever he says goes, because he gives us the points and the random like half points and third points, and he tries to be fair and balanced, and I appreciate that. But anyways, looking at it right now, I'm just gonna let you guys know. At the bottom is Imran. Oh wow! With a quarter of a point right. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a full fucking point. Normally, when we do this. 
Even the bottom is probably at like three or four points. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, I, hold on, I'm trying to find it to open it up. But I mean, come on, this has been a weird year. Everything's moving, everything's changing. Hey, it is so what it is. We got shimmy, we got point. shakes. The difficult That's thing for me point. for these is that I, when I actually know things, I can't say them, which makes it so That's like I have to guess That's the rule. Like, hmm, what do I? What can I predict that isn't an answer that I know? That's the rules of these games, man. So yeah. you coming in at 0.25 points. <laughs> uh, and you got that for um, PS5 reveal parts of it. Okay. I come in next at one third of a point. <laughs> wow. Because I predicted correctly that Blue Point's game would be shown at the ps5 reveal event although i was wrong about everything else including <laughs> the fact that it would not be demon souls and that it would be metal gear Solid. yeah i saw i said i said it was demon souls but i didn't count as an actual prediction so that was no points but i still it was on record that i got that right then barrett coming in he has half a point hey <laughs> i think he what only he made one prediction and I, I need to find this is a long thing and it, it's hard because he only gave notes on like why we have this point i need to find it in the doc later but it's about never forgetting about batman <laughs> so there's something batman. Yeah, that's batman point, right. in some way so this is it who's the winner so far is it greg or is it bless do you guys have an idea on who you think it is i'm gonna i mean i bless. think it's bless for obvious reasons greg who do you think it is i had already read this i have it in front of me now but i'd already read this and you know it's a lot of bullshit that's what i'll say <laughs> Bless is the winner so far. Greg Miller coming in. It's number called two. a lead. All right. It's a lead, Tim. All right. The it's not the winner. So no, far. nothing's over till it's over. All right. That's true. But so far, this young buck nipping at my heels every day. All right. Come on. I now. love nipping. <laughs> number two, we have Greg Miller. <laughs> Greg Miller with one point <laughs> because of Pat Upon Two. Because Damn. Greg Miller said Pat Upon Two is released. And IGN and GameSpot continue to be cowards and refuse to review it. There you go. Told you. So Greg I gets the him. one solid point for that. <sighs> and Blessing is currently leading because of two things. Yeah. He has 1.75 points. Let's go. And that is because he resisted the Horizon 2 bandwagon of it being yep. a launch game or launch window game. But also... Because this motherfucker said that GTA 5 was going to be a standalone release on the PS5. <laughs> Not only was it, it was the opening fucking segment. Ridiculous. <laughs> you all doubted me. You all doubted me. I thought and I, I agreed with you. I'll stick to the truth. I mean, you might. I think you might have agreed with me, actually. Everybody else doubted me. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. So funny. But yeah, looking through some of the the his little editorializing on our uh, predictions here. When will the PS5 be revealed? Um, defined as release date and price. All of us were wrong. Still waiting on both release date and price, but uh, he's going to give Imran the 0.25 for at least being right about the first look. Mm. So Imran was the only person that said June. The rest of us said May. So there you go. And uh, what will be the first party such exclusive launch titles for PS5? None of us got it right. We're also all wrong because um, Bless. We Everyone said horizon 2 except for bless who said blue points game and house oh, yeah. game um uh, coming in with street fighter 6 i'm gonna stop you there because this episode is also just kind of about predicting the future too do you think street fighter 6 gets announced this year and if so where 
I used to think it would get announced, but then they announced Street Fighter V, whatever season they're on. So I think they're going to finish that out. And maybe early next year, we hear like a Capcom Pro Tour announcement of like, oh yeah, and here's Street Fighter VI. Okay, okay. Uh, moving on here. Yeah, Blast gets plus one for saying GTA V will be re-released in some new edition for next gen. Is it even a new edition or is it just like, here's GTA V again? I mean, it's pretty I much. Stop like, trying to take away points. I'm not trying to take away points. I'm, I'm, I'm adding well, to the discourse, Kevin. They called it the expanded something something in Did the trailer, they? something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I think my I think I had another specific prediction that there's going to be like single player DLC, and they've said nothing about that at all. And when I say single player DLC, I'm, I'm more so mean they just add more content to the single player, which what they haven't said, said anything about. What but. you said, bless was mm -hmm. GTA 5 will be re-released in some new edition for next gen, either graphical overhaul or new single player content akin to Persona 5 Royale. Yes. Royal. And so, so. technically I got one of those right. And, I, and I I'm still give you, I wouldn't give you a full point, but you know what? I'm still holding I mean, I I'm still holding out hope for new rules. single player content. I'm still holding out hope. I think there's a chance that it could still have some. They didn't have PS5 footage at the reveal. It was literally <laughs> just a PS4 trailer. <laughs> oh why not? Because they're working on new assets. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Think about it. I refuse to think about that. Um, let's see. Blessing got another 0.75 because he said Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is revealed this year for PS5, but not for launch, dated 2021. Instead, there will be a NAC 3 game at launch. So <laughs> that's why you didn't get the full point there. You're yeah, bringing, in, bringing in the Bugs boy. Snack, I should have said Astrobot because we did because in my mind, I remember making that prediction and being like. It could be Astrobot, and Astrobot would be the better decision. And they actually did it, which I could have got that full point. But <laughs> then we got uh, Barrett got 0.5 because he said Ratchet and Clank 2 follow up to the 2016 game within the first year of PS5. Yeah. We don't know that yet, but that's why he got 0.5. Gotcha. I appreciate that. Um, Greg predicted Marvel's Avengers gets delayed to 2021, looking very unlikely at this point. What do you think I about hope that at this now, point? Greg? I'm really looking forward to that. What do you think now, though? Yeah, I think they seem to set on it. The marketing, yeah. the wheels are all very much in motion. You see it every day. There, <laughs> there's like three or four tweets every fucking day with a new gif about it. They've Not always the, very well thought out tweets. No, yeah, yeah. They did the <laughs> giant war table thing already. Like, I think they would have done. I think they would have made a move by now if they could look down the line and be like, "Oh man, in two months we're not going to be game time ready." Uh, Imran said that Beyond Good and Evil Two doesn't come out this year. But I think they released Rayman this year. Mm -hmm. So we have the Ubisoft conference coming up. Imran, what Sunday, are you Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I think actually when Blessing and I were talking about Ubisoft yesterday, I think I might have gone the exact opposite direction on it and said, like, no Rayman. So I'm going to stick with both of those, and one of those is going to be right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which, Real which, talk, where, where which Imran do you trust? Do you trust the Imran from Kind of Funny Games Daily or the Imran from Kind of Funny Games Cast? <laughs> where are you at now? Like, you mm. had to put the money on it. And this I'm going to say... Okay, for for these predictions, I will say yes. Rayman is shown, but not released. Oh, I really hope. I want more Rayman, man. I would too. Let's go. Um, let's see. Uh, the next four inside Xbox conference on July twenty third. Imran says there's zero way that Marvel didn't approach Microsoft about a thing. I think that thing will be shown, and it's the initiative's first game. God, I hope that's true. That is the one I oh, want to believe so fucking badly. I I'm gonna I want to say that. All right, sorry, go for it, Imran. I was gonna say I was gonna I'm gonna back off on that. It's not I think they'll show a game. Well, okay. I I don't know that they'll show a game, but I think at that point, this point, that game is perfect dark. 
Ooh. Do you think, think the initiative's working out for every card? This yeah, week, so even though Jeff Grubb is like, nah, nah, nah. Uh, Tim? Yeah, that's all I was going to say. Jeffy Grub Grub Grub. Jeffy Grub Grub. Thank you. He has Without a name, and it's Jeffy Grub Grub. I'm, I'm like fully convinced that it's Perfect Dark, and I kind of believe Jeffy Grub Grub that we're not going to see it. I, If I could believe Jeff, Jeffy Grub Grub, I think, which I kind of do, I, I think, well, we won't see it, but it is the game they're working on. That is my feeling. Mm. So why would we not see it? And by the way, Kevin, for time codes and the, the cast for this, we're now just molding our, melding our <laughs> predictions and looking back at our old predictions our into old predictions. one giant kind of hodgepodge of fun Predictions here. update. Yeah, predictions update with, with all of this. Why do you think that is, Imran? Are they not going to show it in a couple weeks because it's not ready to be shown or because they are trying to play a chess game with PlayStation on reveal announcements between reveal events, state of plays, and inside Xbox, whatever the fuck you want to call them. I think it's half chess game and half, if it's a game, it, it appeals to the same audience Halo would. So you want to, want people to pay attention to Halo as the big thing, the big headliner of this event. Fable and Halo were different things. Like they both appeal to a Microsoft audience, but I think not so much as Perfect Dark and Halo would. And they don't want to make that same mistake they made before where like they kind of rushed the game a little bit and didn't really know what the audience wanted from it. So this, I think, is a, a way for them to make Halo Infinite their opening salvo and then say, by the way, coming after this is a new Perfect Dark that blows everyone away. Do you think, though, that, my, that with Microsoft's event coming out now, if it was just Halo and Fable, is that enough? No, I assume they're going to have some other big thing. I assume they will also have like some major third-party collaborations, but... I don't think the initiative is quite like I I don't think they're going to show that. But I do believe that for everything every other first party studio they have they're going to go down the list and be like, "Hey, this is what Obsidian's actually working out. It's not just grounded. Here's more Hellblade 2. Here's God, yeah. who else did they buy? Here's Double Fine. Everwild. Yeah. Like here's what the next big thing for Double Fine. Stuff like that. What about Marvel? Going back to this prediction, do do anyone here does anyone here actually think we're going to get a Marvel game at the Xbox showcase. I mean, I think the question is who would work on it? Like who'd be the ones developing it? Like yeah. if that if we can fit that puzzle piece, then I could see it, but I can't think of what that puzzle piece would be. I mean, granted, like Nintendo's Marvel game was not made by Nintendo, it was made by Code yeah, Tecmo. Exactly. exactly. That would be my thing, as I think if yeah, if it's not gonna be one of the first parties, which I still hold hope it would be, even though it probably won't be. Yeah, you could easily get to the Sony partnered up on third party thing, just like a PlayStation just did with PlayStation VR for Iron Man VR with camouflage. Also just like yeah. Man. Also, Insomniac, yeah, yeah exactly. where they were in yeah, the exactly. studio. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I was just thinking of more recent stuff, but yes, that is also true. All right. Yeah, and this is a prediction, or at least a hope that we've brought up multiple times, but Imran was saying they could make a great Doctor Strange game, and I said Wolverine. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Someone yeah. make a Wolverine game. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's some. There, there's probably some remnants of a deal made with Platinum for Scalebound that, that <laughs> exists somewhere, and listen, if Platinum made a Wolverine game, I feel like we'd all be in. So I... I can't imagine this actually happening, but with the news that Microsoft is interested in buying those studios in DC, what if they announced a like a Warner Brothers like DC collaboration, or they bought those studios at this event as well as announced a new Marvel game, like together, not oh, like versus or whatever, but I mean like mm -hmm. two new games, like fuck it, we got uh, Iron, not Iron Man because they just had a game, but like. Batman and who would be an equivalent Marvel superhero for that? Wolverine, Captain America. Wolverine. Yeah, like yeah. those kind of games together. That would be 
ridiculous in a very huge way. Probably way too soon to even think about anything like that. But yeah, if, if anything, you, want- could have, you could have the announcement there, but that would just even bring up more questions that I don't think you wanted an Xbox showcase, right? Because you don't want it to be like, hey, everybody, we're excited to announce we've bought WB games. We're bring- we have Rocksteady, and every question will no longer be like, oh, that's rad about this. Are they still making cross platform games? Like, uh, no, we're not talking about that. We're just saying we got, you know what I mean? Like, talk about yeah. the box, talk about the games. So, moving yeah. on to that a little bit, actually. So, uh, Greg, one of yeah. your predictions was uh, WB Montreal's Batman game is Game Informer's March cover. We see yeah, hands off happen. demo at GDC, and it comes out in October. Uh, I in do April. have it on good authority that I'm making up right now that Andy McNamara left because this can't this cover got canceled by GameStop, and they wanted they stood in the way of journalism. That's what happened. And that is made up rumor. I just started on Thursday. You're interviewing him for We Have Cool Friends on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny, aka yeah. tomorrow, like, <laughs> yeah. aka today. If you're listening to this, not like just when it posts on YouTube, you can go check that out. Greg, are you going to ask him if that was the case of why he left? Yes, 100%. Well, actually, you know what? I probably won't because I don't want to embarrass him. We just, we, you and I, we know that's the reason now, and that I would have had it. the point if that hadn't happened. So that's Got pretty it. much it. Yeah, just wear a Batman shirt and like wink a lot, and I think he'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Sean Layden wore the Crash Bandicoot shirt and then he actually referenced it later and they announced the Crash Bandicoot game? Nailed it. What a time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> um, but, anyways, yeah, you said all that. But then in April, Greg, you did rescind your prediction and say that wasn't going to happen. And to be fair, well, again, remember, yeah, yeah, after March. So, wait, <laughs> <laughs> so take back your prediction, but all good, all good. Um, Barrett says, though, his official guess for release date is the August 4th, which is National Owl Day, <laughs> which is literally yeah. less than a month from now. <laughs> when's <laughs> fandom? When's DC fandom? You know, um, or so... fandom, whatever it is. DC Fandom early August or mid August. Yeah. Maybe late August. It's in August. It's in August. (laughs) It is in August. So with that, where are we where are we at? Uh about WB? Because I don't think that like we've talked about this on games daily a bunch of times, or at least I haven't. Actually, me and Blessed a little bit, but that was when it was like I've talked about it a lot. The WB games, who's gonna buy them conversation? Now that we have the four of us together, the most consistent games daily host, minus Gary (laughs) Witta. What's going to happen with WB games? I mean, I think they'll sell them off. It's just a question of to whom. I think yeah. uh, $2 billion is a lot to ask, and whoever gets them is going to have to be one of the major companies. Uh, to me, the most likely people seem either like Take-Two or Microsoft. They are they have the money. They have the capital to spend. They have it to spend on something that if it doesn't work out, then will not be a huge, huge... Like, it will not destroy their ambitions for quite a while. Like, that... With EA and Activision, it actually might because of how weird they are with their software portfolios. Uh, but those two, I think, are the most likely candidates. And saying that, I'm sure I've cursed myself to being one of the other two. But <laughs> yeah, I, I could see definitely it being a big boon for Microsoft if they went that route. I want I, it to be Microsoft. <laughs> I, I think it'll be Microsoft. Because I think back to your the point you're making, Enron, I think it makes the most sense for them, right? I think you're talking about these awesome studios that make awesome games that are that you know phil spent i think phil spencer's got to be over there just doing this right and not in like the mr burns horrible way <laughs> like in the way of like this is perfect this is what the, an opportunity 
Yeah, exactly. This is the first party stable we're assembling. And we've talked about making games for gamers and doing all this stuff. So if you can pick up Rocksteady, if you can pick up NetherRealm, if you can get these studios in-house in, in, in on your team, whether or not you treat them like Mojang, right? And you it's Minecraft. And guess what? Minecraft is still everywhere. We're still going to... Whatever, you know, if... And I don't even... This is way above my pay grade. But, you know, if Rocksteady really is working on a Suicide Squad game and we bought them, but it's so far along, of course, we're going to publish that everywhere and it'll be their next game that's exclusive, if any, or whatever. Like, yeah, there's a like, million, like, businessy things to get to. But I, I think that you look at the, Microsoft and having bought Minecraft, you look at them and having gotten Ninja Theory and assembled this thing of, like, we understand to an extent, uh, you know, our biggest failing with Xbox One was not having the first-party lineup people wanted, right? Something to compete with PlayStation. If you can get these studios in under that thing, I mean, even if you, you know, TT games, like, right, in the Lego games that people adore as kids' games, like, that, this, every studio, I think, that you talk about in WB Games right now that would be a part of this deal fits with Microsoft's thing. Whether it is a TT Games that's making something for young kids and families or whatever, or you're talking about something that is rock steady and whatever their next, you know, huge AAA living breathing world you're going to be in is. And they it's wouldn't a- necessarily have to make it exclusive. Like obviously if you want to get like rock steady in a Batman game, that makes sense to keep on Xbox. Mm-hmm. But if for the Lego games, you should put those everywhere, just like you put them out on, like put out Minecraft on everything. And again, that's the thing we're though. we're playing fast and loose with, right? Is that again, these are talented studios that work with already third-party ip so i bet that if i'm lego if i'm dc this happens and we go to renegotiate i'm like awesome no i still want these on everything like this unless you're giving us a dump trunk full of money which again microsoft might and and that's what i'd imagine like jumping off what everyone's saying is like i do think that it like yeah for rocksteady whatever they're doing it's like they push to get the exclusivity there but the licenses they push to get them everywhere kind of like the obsidian deal with outer worlds where it's like that was all pre-done or whatever so yeah yeah it exactly. was everywhere. It's exactly but like that regardless guess what outer worlds on game pass right yep and you look at the, imagine if the lego games were now on game pass and it's like sure you can buy them on the ps5 but you could just get them on game pass yeah. sure like, that, they're that all popping you that, that kind of dovetails with like the the higher game prices thing because like let's say that Suicide yep. Squad is a game that is on every system, but it's seventy bucks on PS5 and it's free Dang, on Game Pass. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. actually an oh, extremely man. good point. Like, what if you like the Batman game or whatever the fuck Rocksteady is doing? Like, whatever Rocksteady in general wasn't exclusive; it was everywhere, but it's on Game Pass. <laughs> like, that's yeah. a, a crazy, crazy good deal. And that seems like the kind of stuff that Microsoft's going to be going for, right? Like, oh, they, we've already talked about this, you know, to death with me, but like they've built this strong foundation. And now I think Xbox Series X, this generation is capitalizing on that and having all these programs and making them work for you where you look at it and you're talking about what the best deal in gaming is and how that translates to which console you actually buy. Yeah. And it's imagine, yeah, if they could Microsoft, do that. Back to like them buying all these companies because personally, I have been either not very interested in a lot of the purchases they've made or been kind of like, okay, those are smaller things or they're, they're kind of like things like double fine where it's like that that's cool and it's going to be great. But like, that's not the kind of like insomniac level purchases of, you know, what that's going to mean. Um, And you look back at at kind of a couple of those like rare. And in my opinion, they're not making the games that I want to play. You know, it's like Microsoft buying rare wasn't what it sounded like back in the day. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like we all kind of expected that to be a holy shit, this is a game changer. And it kind of just made Rare lesser than what it used to be before Microsoft bought them. And it's been a long time since we've seen something like that. But I think that with this, there's so many talented studios that have such 
amazing kind of like games or like archetypes of games that they have like when you look at the batman games it doesn't need to be just batman you can apply that to suicide squad or whatever and it's gonna work equally well fingers crossed hopefully we kind of imagine Uh, but then you look at nether realm and it's like great they got mortal Kombat. like they own that that's fine that's theirs sure they don't own injustice but that's a license away from being able to have that like this is way more exciting to me than a lot of the purchases they've made potentially uh in the past like with the exception of making new things like initiative where i'm like that's an unknown quantity that they've messaged as a rival to sony santa monica like that's kind of a statement that they're making with that you know and i think that this would be very exciting for the industry and very exciting for the the race of exclusivity and like making me more interested in xbox exclusives which is something that i'm with the exception of halo totally not right now Speaking yeah, of Microsoft yeah. acquisitions, can I throw like an unsolicited one out there? I think a very logical smaller studio for them to pick up is Armature. The former retro studios, former Metroid Prime, slash people mm-hmm. who worked on ReCore, which Microsoft published studio. It is What's the new stuff they just announced. I don't know. Because they work on a surprising number of things and they get very little credit for any of them. Yeah. <laughs> but like I I could easily see the Microsoft picking them up and saying, hey, we're going to hook you up with another studio, one that knows Unreal Engine 4 or whatever, and have them have you guys work on an open world FPS adventure game that's like Metroid Prime, but we're not going to say like Metroid Prime kind of thing. <laughs> Do you think that would push the needle, though? I don't think so, but it adds more to your portfolio. Like, I think Microsoft's end goal as the end of this generation is to be thought of for their first-party software as good as Nintendo is. And it's very difficult to ever hit, like... W- rev up the engines to that point but honestly if you get like very you get comparisons here and there like you get rare on things that they're actually good at see if these are turning out to be a fantastic thing that is nintendo like in quality for the kind of game they want to make i can see them reaching for that portfolio or that diverse portfolio then instead of just here's what moves the needle it's more like here's what we think of in terms of Microsoft Mindshare. Because honestly, yeah, Sony has that too. And beginning of last generation, beginning of PS3 generation, you wouldn't have really thought that about Sony. Sony was a third-party company. Then Microsoft kind of took that mantle for a little bit. And then Sony built up a first-party portfolio that kind of dwarfed Microsoft, partly because of their own fault. But I think they're trying to get back into that arena. Before we move on, let me tell you about our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Cast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode to hide other people from knowing what you're looking at? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website that you've ever visited. That's why I've been using ExpressVPN. Express VPN to make sure that I am totally good, totally covered. It doesn't matter if you get your internet from Verizon or Comcast or Sonic like I do. Uh, ISPs in the U.S. can legally sell your information to ad companies. That's some scary stuff. Uh, Express VPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their ser- secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites that you visit. Express VPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, you don't even realize that you have ExpressVPN running. It just kind of does its thing in the background and makes sure that you're safe, that you're secure, and no one's looking at your stuff. Um, and it's also available on all of your different devices, phones, computers, smart TV. Really, you should just be using it everywhere to make sure that your internet is 
A-OK. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit the exclusive link expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny. Expressvpn.com slash kindoffunny to learn more. Do you think that they're targeting Nintendo and not Sony? I think they're targeting Sony, but I think you target Sony by having something more compelling than them. And the thing, okay, so the thing about Sony is we've we've just kind of discussed a little bit, but a lot of their single player narrative games, while being amazing games that sell incredibly well, tend to top out around 20, 22 million, which is a huge number. Don't get me wrong. But those are, when you compare them to other big games, like if you compare them to the biggest games in the industry, they're kind of drops in the bucket. And if you want to get that group of people, or not that group, you want to get a group of people who aren't necessarily totally bought in on the idea of single-player narrative games being the only types of games they play, you do want to have a diverse portfolio that's kind of like Nintendo's, plus your own diverse portfolio of like Ninja Theory and 343 and stuff like that. Uh, we were like the mention earlier of Traveler Tales games of like the Lego games as an example. Microsoft has always made these like kind of paltry attempts to get a family gaming system going with like Banjo-Kazooie and things like that. Why not actually just make it a major part of your initiative that if you want good looking games that are like not on the Switch, but are family friendly, we have those for you here and they kind of can't get them anywhere else. I mean, but can't you on PlayStation with like Ratchet and Rarely. And- like, okay, let's say you're you're a someone who you have a family game system and you play most of your games with your family. For this summer on the PS4, there's The Last of Us, there's Iron Man, there's Ghost of Tsushima. Two of those games are right out. One of those games is inherently somewhat isolating. It's not exactly a living room family situation. Yeah. And, and I, I'm kind of with that too. Like, if you look at PlayStation's portfolio as far as the family games go, like, you have Little Big Planet, which I think, you know, works pretty well. You have Astrobot, you have uh knack and ratchet and clank quite a few quite a few other things but i don't think any of those speak on the level as the lego games do or speak on the and not in terms of like game quality but in terms of hey i am a i am a person picking up a console for my family for my kids for all of us to play together i feel like lego speaks on that level uh a bit better and then also like what nintendo has going on with mario and all and all the different nintendo games speak very well on that level i mean yeah i think it's just you know how what a move it would be to have Rocksteady TT and the games that they've done already on their thing. Because I think when you look at it, it's just it's such a huge punch from Microsoft in the way that like Armature is cool for nerds like us. We know they do cool shit, but I just that does that was like when they were like in exile, like okay, cool, you know, and like you know, all right, yeah, great, you're getting. I'm glad you're getting more studios. I'm, I don't even really what do they do kind of thing. You know, Obsidian got a pop, I think, because of their history, but also obviously because they, we were on the verge of Outer Worlds when we were all excited about that and we was previewing well and stuff. And we were like, oh, shit, great. Like, they have so many of those, like, middling cool studios. They do cool things, but they're not fucking Naughty Dog. They're not Sony Santa Monica. They're not even Sucker Punch. And so I think to come out and be like, cool, now we have fucking TT Games and now we have uh, uh, Ed Boon and now we have uh, Rocksteady. But holy shit, fuck. All right. These are people and names you really know and really care about. I got a couple questions for you guys about what Greg just went off on. Rocksteady. What are they? Are they a Sucker Punch? Are they below? Are they above? Oh, they're higher than Sucker Punch. They're high. They're an Insomniac. Do you That's think the they're at the it. Insomniac level? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, th- I think the difference is that ins- 
Yeah, I think the difference is that Insomniac has like multiple teams and are like they do Ratchet and Clank and Spider Man, whereas Rocksteady pretty much just does Spider Man or Batman in Batman. their in, in their case. Um but I do see them on that level, right? Like I think an excitement from or an announcement from um from Rocksteady on the Xbox side will get the same pop as a Spider Man from the Sony side. Absolutely. So then okay, moving on from that, Mortal Kombat. Sent to the nineties. It's been Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter. What do you think is actually a bigger deal now with PlayStation 4 at least having exclusive on Street Fighter 5? Whether or not it's exclusive, I think having Game Pass would be a, a huge enough win in their ownership of it all where it's like even if it's selling on a PlayStation, Microsoft's still making money. It's like that that would be a win for Mortal Kombat. Do you think Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter are the bigger deals in 2020? Also, it's two different audiences. Like, like mm -hmm. Street Fighter, mm -hmm. the, getting Street Fighter means you have the fighting game community under your belt. Yeah. But in terms of sales numbers, my Mortal Kombat trounces over Street Fighter. Granted, Smash Brothers is the best-selling fighting game between all of them. So, mm -hmm. like, it's not like the, they're kind of fighting for scraps a little bit in there. But Mortal Kombat has sold better every iteration this past since nine. So, if you get that, you have a very good-selling fighting game. And if you are Microsoft, who wants to maybe bring back Killer Instinct, or you want to get into... Mortal uh, Kombat versus Killer Instinct. Boom, there you go. Or yeah. you have maybe NetherRealm instead of their like, offseason. Like, instead of Injustice and licensing that, you license or you give them Killer Instinct and see what they do with it. Or Ooh. even like, and maybe this is too far-fetched, but you make an Xbox-style fighting game. Like, you have NetherRealm do that and like get yeah, the Gears yeah, guys in do. there, get Halo Fuck characters yeah. in there, Fuck yeah, get Blink the Time Sleeper. <laughs> Or, yeah, things the time, time. I was cat. thinking about that, like a game like that the other day. I was like, oh, how how pissed would people be when they like do a character trailer and it's John Locke, or not John Locke, what was his name? Locke, the guy from Halo 5. From Halo 5, Locke, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just be like, this isn't who I wanted. What the fuck are you guys doing? Um, it would, do it a would Smash be Smash Bros. do a PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Very sorry, I meant, but you understand what I'm talking about. No, yeah, they. They need to learn the lesson from PlayStation Battle Royale that just rip off the game. Just whatever. Just go, I don't go care. 100%. Don't go 95. Go 100. Yeah. Go 100. Go 100. People are going to call it a rip off yeah. anyway. Just do it. But that's the thing that, Greg, we've talked about this so many times with Mortal Kombat. But back when we were at IGN, like the Mortal Kombat videos did insane numbers. Yeah. Anytime there was a trailer, a character reveal, a update on specials or DLC or whatever it is, like guest character or not, those trailers did insane numbers that were like, dwarfing anything else that would mortal combat is not only a cultural phenomenon that everybody's played or cared about at least one iteration of it right and understands what it is it's also this convergence point of all these different forms of pop culture right of like whether it be the ninja turtles or freddy krueger whoever the hell else is coming over to this game terminator that is in this insane mashup game with these crazy fatalities and this crazy other stuff and yeah, I think I personally think that, uh, and this is again, I think Imran nails it. Of like, these are way different fighters, right? One is the one that is for fighting game purists and fans and that audience, and the other is, I think, the mainstream fighting game. And in that argument for Microsoft making moves, I think the mainstream fighting game means way more yeah, for them totally. to come what out and be like, we have it. Especially yeah. with the single player element, like all of a sudden you have a single player and multiplayer game that is equally fun in both ways and could be played just one or the other or both. And it's a it's a win for people. Like looking back at last generation, of course we have Smash Brothers. That's like this Nintendo crossover, and it's now become kind of just a video game crossover. But Soul Calibur was the, as far as I'm concerned, original kind of who gives a fuck about rules. Let's have crossover characters because it's it's fun and it's a neat thing, and it'll get a huge pop. 
And that's obviously started with Soul Calibur 2 with the the three characters. But then moving even on to Soul Calibur 4 and 5 when you got like the Anakin and Yoda and all that stuff. Or, like Ezio. Or Starkiller. Or Altair. Like, exactly. Yeah. All that. Mortal Kombat kind of took that into this generation and, and like made it cool. Like it made it like Ironically, 2020. Soul Calibur's characters. Like it had yeah. spawned this time around. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Mortal Kombat like, 9 had, had fucking uh, Kratos in it, right? And that was that – was, when the game kind of came back and rebooted uh and like came back as something bigger and since then they've they've been on this upward sweep where i don't know how mortal kombat 11 is doing compared to mortal kombat 10 but either way like i'm pretty sure it's that, better like mortal kombat as a franchise just hits home in a way that like other fighting games don't and for another another realm as a studio like if if microsoft were to acquire them that's a studio putting out that caliber of game every two years because yeah. another puts out games every two years which would mm-hmm. be a really big get. Totally. I had a friend who watched me and Blessing play Mortal Kombat on a stream. Then he, because he likes Spawn, so he went and watched a video just of all of Spawn's lines with everybody, every character. Then he was like, "Fuck it, this looks cool," and just bought the game. Had never played a Mortal Kombat game before, just bought it because he liked that one thing. I and think imagine when he, if he can just do Game Pass. Yeah, like that's perfect <laughs> for a lot of people who just buy that game for the uh, the story mode. Just like, oh, I might as well subscribe to Game Pass, and then like five months later, they still have it. We're talking a lot about this <laughs> hypothetical Microsoft buying WB games. I love if it. they did, when would it be? I think any deal would have to take for to actually announce a buy would probably be earliest October. To actually incorporate all of them would be like next summer. And then I still think they have to finish everything they're working on contractually, right? Because yeah, if you but even bring Rocksteady in, like I don't think their next game, which we assume is Suicide Squad, is going to be released by next summer. So I think it would be this whole thing of well, it could be. I guess it possibly could be as a spring game, but I think you'd have to get through all that. Same thing that we saw with uh, Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. But I mean, is that is that would that would that even be a loss if they can still pull the Game Pass card? Oh no, of course not. I mean, like, that's yeah. you know, I mean, Game Pass is already the best deal in gaming, and to be able to come out and be like, we're adding these whatever three studios that we're talking about right now with tt uh nether realm and uh rocksteady if in let alone is that it or is there another one i'm forgetting about that, that's who we're talking about is there, is there another one another wb Avalanche. one i'm forgetting thank you if you can Montreal. come out and say yeah. oh right yeah yeah, w yeah. yeah <laughs> you're right you're right right no it, it gets so it gets so muddled up right of like that's the Cordial's batman game right assumedly and then yeah sorry uh but yeah in anybody else at all you know what i mean the harry potter people whatever the fuck like if you can come out and say that we've done this, they're all getting added to Game Pass. They're still multi-platform. Yeah, again, and then again, it's this argument if games are 70 bucks again, and you still leave it at 9.99, or you can buy Game Pass now, you know, whatever, and get some crazy deal for it. Like, that's going to be a huge fucking deal, as it should be. It's a great, great service. So moving on, I don't want to go too deep into the everything that's going on for the rest of the Summer Game Fest stuff. I have very specific questions. Okay. We obviously have Xbox Game Showcase coming up very soon. Woo! We have the Ubisoft show coming up <laughs> within days. I want to jump past that. I want to jump to the Xbox August show and the PlayStation August show or September or whenever the fuck it was supposed to be. August. Both in August, right? Am I right, right about that? Wait, which is the PlayStation you, one? You buried the me. You buried what you're talking about. The state of play? 
Have they announced Crazy. the date for the next day? They haven't oh, yeah. announced it, but like the Jeffy Grub Grub coming through summer game. Jeffy night. Grub Grub was full of Jeffy Grub shit shit. All right. And I'm going to sit here and play in August since day one. I believe okay. it. I'm going to guess they have a show around Paris Games Week or TGS. So August sounds about right. We also got to loop in opening night live or whatever. Well, so that's what I want to talk about. Pretty much the three things that I do want to give kind of like predictions for are Xbox's next conference, whatever the, the Lockhart reveal, whatever that is, the PlayStation state of play that may or may not happen, but we're going to assume is going to happen. Okay. And then August 28th through 30th or August 27th specifically, which is the Gamescom opening night live. What do we see at those events? Because hmm. really what I'm asking is what does Xbox hold back from this event that they show at their next event? And what does PlayStation either respond to the second event or the first Xbox event? Which, Jesus I'm, Christ, you're, we need a whiteboard. I mean, yeah, we, we like, need a whiteboard. They're playing chicken in terms of pricing, price, right? Yeah. Price when you come on and say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it yeah. simple, PlayStation's had event one. We yeah. know that PlayStation's event two and Xbox's events one and two are coming. Well, Xbox, we know Xbox, Xbox already had event one. No. That doesn't count. <laughs> you don't count this the third-party Xbox event as it. I'm not Xbox counting that because well, they don't fucking count it. They're being real about it. That's an inside so, Xbox versus an Xbox showcase. Okay. As, okay. Far, as far as Xbox's next event one, I don't think they're holding. I don't think they hold back anything. Like I don't. I don't think you need to back Lockhart, right? Well, except for Lockhart. Well, I'm talking about because we're talking about like the first-party game reveals for Xbox, which is the thing, the July event. I don't think they hold back games at all. Uh, is what I'm saying. I think we get basically their full layout of what their first party output is going to be as far as what they want to show us right now um and so i think with that we obviously see more about about halo infinite i think we see gameplay for hellblade similar sacrifice i think we see the next forza um we see uh, everwild from rare and we we basically get the full layout of what they want us to know as far as first party uh i do think we then yeah next month get lockhart and whether i mean i i could see them like maybe revealing that during Gamescom opening night live because they revealed Xbox Series X at Game Awards. And Game so Wars, it's yeah. not necessarily beyond them to do that. Um, but yeah, if they were to do some sort of their own event, then yeah, I think we get it. I think we then get prices on what Xbox Series X is and what Xbox Series S or Lockhart, whatever you call it is. Um, and then for opening night live, I think we, we, we maybe see Xbox exclusives, but if we do, those are then third party games um that they've made deals with at most i don't think we i don't think we see exclusive reveals um or like first party reveals at opening night live by any means what was opening night live last year it was the big death stranding reveal and a couple of like smaller indie games like it was a helicopter game that's literally all i remember from it i'm gonna, I'm gonna try looking back now but i do think that we get more this year it being the season finale of summer games fest I mean, Jeff Keighley is nothing if not a good hype man. So I, we'll see what that actually means. But I mean, look, as, as far as I'm concerned, he brought Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. He bought Crash <laughs> Bandicoot for the Summer Games Fest exclusive things. Yes. And if he's looking at this thing being a big season finale, obviously I understand that those aren't like necessarily the most exciting triple A things. But like they are exciting. They're both going to sell the, very well. Like mm -hmm. they're big deals, even if they're not like. I don't know. Actually, I, fuck it. I take it back. They are exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me throw this out there because Jeff Keighley, he has revealed a Smash Brothers character before. That might yeah. be in line with time to actually reveal one again. Mm -hmm. Especially a very hype one. <laughs> yeah, that would make a lot of sense, especially if it's one like fairly big in Europe. 
And actually, think it's, oh, sorry. I was going to say, speaking of Smash, usually when they have a big third-party character as a part of that game, that leads to the company who gave license to the character going like, actually, this is popular. Why aren't we making a game with them? Because then we got that new Mega Man design, and that design came with Mega Man 11. Mm-hmm. Then, now that we have Banjo-Kazooie, I could see Microsoft going, why don't we make a new Banjo-Kazooie game? Totally. With this, oh, with this design. Isn't Rare working on too much right now, though? I don't know how big they are, but like they've got Sea of Thieves, and the, the director of Sea of Thieves just said he finished up that project, and he has not been announced to work on anything else. He was also the director of the first two Banjo games. What if we what if go. we buy TT games and make them make a new banjo? That I mean, just make all the Lego pieces jiggies and you basically have a new banjo <laughs> game. Yeah. So I'm looking at uh, Gamescom 2019 opening night live, uh, a recap from a site called uh Sackety Gamer, which is an interesting name. Um, <laughs> but there's uh there was Gears of War 5, the new campaign story trailer. Um, a game called Comanche uh from THQ Nordic. The helicopter. Uh, Comanche, that, yeah. that was the helicopter Comanche, game? Comanche. Yeah. Comanche. Uh, DCL, the game, also from THQ Nordic. Need for Speed Heat uh, had gameplay shown. Kerbal Space Program 2 was announced. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 was also announced. Predator Hunting Grounds had gameplay, sho- gameplay shown. Um, they had a world premiere of the Monster Hunter Iceborne expansion. Um, a game called The Cycle. And then um, world premieres for Life Strange 2, Episode 4. And then Humankind, uh, a game that I do not remember. Uh, Borderlands 3 got gameplay shown. Everspace 2. Uh, the Witcher 3 Complete Edition for Switch was announced. FIFA 20 Volta Street, which I never got to play. I was actually very excited about that, but I forgot that was happening. <laughs> uh, Disintegration, Guilt. Oh, they misspelled it. So yeah, Guilt for Google Stadia, um, that one game. Uh, Destiny 2 Shadow Keep, and then like the list kind of goes on with a few other things. Anno, uh, Erica, which was like sh- a shadow dropped that day. Port Royale 4, Iron Harvest. Um, and then, that, yeah, the, the Hideo Kojima uh, big, long section on Death Stranding that showed the gameplay and stuff. I so legit cool. forgot to it until you mentioned it right now. <laughs> and they have, their connect, they have their connect literally this month, don't they? Yeah, Do don't they? forget. Uh, yeah, the connect's coming right up. It's next week July on the 14th, 10 a.m. We'll be live. Oh, Twitch.tv slash Conflict Games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, okay, you listening to those games, like, that's not very exciting. But I that was their first one, you know. <laughs> Are you listening? Kind of like, that sucks. <laughs> uh, but it's like, yeah, exactly. Um, but like looking at this year, especially with it being summer game fest and the way that they've talked about it from the beginning, I do kind of expect at least one or two things that make you go, Oh shit, that's cool. In a similar way to game awards, where I feel like over the last couple of years, they've gotten better. Like since sure. he's gained, since Keeley's gained independence of game awards and how he's dealt with it, like he's gotten bigger and bigger announcements. And I think that having like that second year round thing where it's like, I mean, not exactly in the halfway point, but especially now in a year where E3 doesn't exist. Like, I do think that I expect more from this year than I did last year. By my thing about it, big. I, I hope that yeah, there's surprises and stuff like you're talking about, but it's just a different year. I feel, especially as it's been so drawn out. This whole e, not E3, E3, where there's so you know multiple apparently state of plays, multiple Xbox showcases, and one that wasn't a showcase. Like there's so many things going on that there's only so much thing to go. So I see this season finale, Jeff talking about having announcements, having brand new things, more of the mid tier double A variety, and then the major parties coming and doing extended looks like going more the way of death stranding right and being like cool you know we you know it's uh, it's jeff talking it's like you know how you know you you know back in june you got to see 
uh spider-man or is july no june uh miles morales uh, game you know debuted we're going to show you the first you know three minutes of the first mission or some shit like that kind of thing mm-hmm. and you have that and then something from halo infinite and then yeah hopefully you have announcements in there but I don't know if they're I don't think it's in PlayStation or Xbox's best interest to hold big announcements for that thing in that way. I also forgot um, that there was a game called Remothered uh, Broken Porcelain that was shown off um, (laughs) at Gamescom. And so, you know, there were some really exciting announcements. Exactly. Silent Hill is real. Gamescom would be a good place to show it. And that's big. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying that it's going to have hella big announcements, but it just needs one thing that makes you go, oh, shit, that's where this was announced. Sure. Gamescom opening night live needs a moment where it's like, oh fuck, like big announcements can happen there. Last of Us was announced at Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was a moment that forever changed what Game Awards could be. And they've proven time and time again that they can continue that level of, oh shit, they've messed up a couple times. Cranky Kong, one of those examples. But hey, <laughs> they made a lot of good moves. And I think that they need that for opening night live. And if Jeff's exclusive shows so far have only been Tony Hawk and Crash Bandicoot granted to Activision titles like that are multi-ply and a little bit different. I think that with the way that he's been hyping up and he's been pretty good about hyping things correctly. When when we look at all the different uh, stakeholders in this non-E3, I think that Jeff is the one that has been the best about explaining what is about to happen. And so far, he's been like, look, we're getting Crash... Or we're getting something cool and it was tony hawk we're getting something cool it was crash bandicoot we're getting something that is going to change games and it was unreal 5 right like those are the things that i give him more ownership of than anyone else and the last thing that he has like full ownership of is this where he's been calling it a season finale and that's a big deal that is building hype in a way that isn't just like this is kind of cool do you think that he will get a breath of the wild 2 trailer Mm. He has gotten Breath of the Wild Nintendo, dude. Mm. That's, a fucking that's a good one. point. That's a good one. See, and that's all he needs. If he has it's one like time. that, right? Of like, here's a whole bunch of recap as we head into this console war. Here's what's you know, Xbox and PlayStation want to show you. Here's some new indies. Here's this new thing from a established AA. And then yeah, to end it, here's Breath of the Wild too. Oh my god, I didn't even think about. It. Yeah, of course, it's Nintendo. Because it was like three years. I'm running off now. It's happening. It's like a trailer, a gameplay thing, and then DLC the next year. Yeah, I love it. I, I, my thing is, I feel like that's something you might want to hold for game awards. If you're Jeff, like if you're Jeff Keeley and you're able to, you know, make that call of, okay, yeah, I can choose this announcement but for see, one. I feel like that's one where you'd be like, all right, this bless, is the game awards. What if the game, game awards comes out before game awards? Oh. The game's not coming out before game awards. <laughs> well, I was gonna, be cool. I was gonna have the opposite reaction. Like, what if there's no game awards? Because, like, who knows? Like, do you just have that as a stream that just, yeah, you and another, mm, do you think yeah. I'll do that? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. I, I think that no matter what, there's game awards, and I think yeah, worst case scenario, it's Jeff on green or Jeff oh, at, from home doing it or Bring whatever. Back to and VGXs. He has messages <laughs> from the developers who won, and then Church just plays that. in his backyard. Joe McHale's in there. <laughs> Joe McHale's there. He was invited. He see, anyways, though, I think I think you can blow your wad at here. I think you can go in season finale in August and have something as big as uh, Breath of the Wild two. Because by the time, knock on fucking wood, we get to where Game Awards would be in December, there will have been not silence in terms of announcements, but it'll have just been this next gen. It'll be the next gen war, and it'll be the war of just every other trying to get your game out by Black Friday. Like people generally don't announce shit during those time periods, right? Because they're building up to getting the thing sold. And then you can go to December and have it be the first salvo in, all right, now let's talk about what's coming in 2021. A year I mean, where I we can hopefully leave our house. 
I honestly, like, I would put money, not a lot of money, but I would put some amount of money, $3, Greg, $3 okay. bet right now, um, that Game Awards gets pushed to January or February of next year. Oh. And I, I think it'd be, oh, that'd be I so think good. January would be the goal because, like, I don't think Jeff's trying to fuck with the GDC and Dice and all that, those awards. Like, he yeah. respects that they exist, and I think that he wants other award shows to be there, but... I think that uh, with all the feedback people have seen with Cyberpunk getting delayed and the, just the understanding that if Game Awards is going to be first week of December, there has to be a cutoff point that's realistic. Sure. And that means that Cyberpunk's not going to make the cut and that so many of these these game launches aren't going to make the cut. And I know that's been the truth for other generations and other years and other games, but I think that it's different now. And there's more control of ownership of we can do this whenever the fuck we want. Why are we holding it to this? And yeah. sure, Especially games die after the second week of December. So it's like there is that thing of it is it is a nice reset point from a PR standpoint. But things are different. Everything's changed in the last couple <laughs> of years. Everything's changed again this year. So I, I, I think I'm with you that you move it, but I think you keep it to December. I don't think Jeff wants to, you know, Jeff knows how to market his stuff and knows how to make an event. And he knows that people are looking forward to Game Awards and we look forward to Game Awards in December. I think you could let it slip later into December and not have people be like, where's Game Awards? Like they would understand it's coming. And hey, you can you can message it around like we've heard you loud and clear. You know, it was a big deal for Fallen Order last year that it didn't get, you know, the right. It didn't come in for nominations and yada, yada. yada. So we've addressed that. And this year we're pushing it to mid-December, right? That last week before everybody goes on break, even though who knows if we'll have any breaks this year. Like, I don't think he wants to let that go. And I also think there's part of it wrapped up in the fact that, you know, even though, yeah, there's DICE and there's GDC awards, right? Like, when we come back from break and it's the new year, you want to talk about the new stuff. That's how it inevitably goes, right? And that was always the struggle at IGN when doing game of the year there. When do you do it? Where... We want to do it in the year we're in because that's the conversation everybody's having, but it doesn't give you a lot of time to play. But then you play and come back and there's less fanfare around it because now you are, as soon as we come back, it starts spinning up again of what's going to happen this year and what's happening in the spring. But they've all moved, right? IGN's moved. GameSpot's moved. I have no idea where they are now. I don't fucking know what IGN is. If I remember correctly, they've moved to January. And I think that that's the thing of just kind of taking ownership and of things changing. And I think that with Jeff, especially now. Yeah, right? Is that well? Is that for this coming year, or was that this last the last year? Because I could have sworn the last year was last year December. I might Maybe. be wrong. I, I might be wrong, but like I I remember that there was at least some of the big guys kind of pushed to to at least. Looks wait like they the published in this the is whole year. Always hard, sorry, but it looks like it published on December tenth, twenty nineteen. That might that might. But be then it was updated January thirteenth. So yeah, I don't know what that means. Maybe it was nominations, like it might, and then like I the think things. they rolled yeah. games out. I don't, I don't know, yeah. but my point is, I think things have changed, especially this year with Summer Game Fest being the replacement for E3, where E3 was one week. Summer Game Fest is ending in August. Having a big event in December is a lot closer, and there's not as much kind of room for announcements and shit. I think that we're in a new world where it's not exciting to know what's coming next year. It's it's exciting to know what's coming this year. I don't know so when we're like, going to be here next year. <laughs> like, well, just show true. me what's in 2020. All that's true. But it's oh, like, man. I just think that if they were to go in January, like, let's look back at the actual full year of 2020 of the games that came out that year. Like, any any game that came out from January 1st to December uh, 31st, but uh, in addition to, I guess, from November from the last year, because there was that one month and a half gap or whatever from November 16th, because the cutoff from last year. But then move forward, do the awards for that. That's still going to be exciting to people because 2020 was is such a big year for games. And then, hey, here's new announcements. Here's some hype. 
Yeah, I think if you're going to do it this year, it would be the perfect excuse to do it with the event probably going to be a streamed digital event. Like you don't have to necessarily plan and organize for people showing up and for um, uh, facilities and all this different stuff. Like you have the 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 flexibility to be like, hey, yeah, let's just do this in January because we're just we're we're organizing this by ourselves. Um, and so I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year. But I don't I don't know how much the the weight of games coming out l- late in the year has on on jeff keely because i feel like i feel like a big part of game awards is like advertisements and is sponsorships and is Mm -hmm. like announcements and i feel like that stuff kind of takes precedence over the the actual awards themselves as much as like that doesn't feel right has been used in game fest this year it's like that's all stuff that like the longer you can kind of separate and have the same sponsors come back again like that's where the money is. It's like getting the same guys that are sponsoring Game Fest right now to come back in December is going to be a tall order. And I know January well, that's why like that fall away, that far away. But still. I mean, first off, for the record, I looked it up and f- finally found it out here. December tenth, twenty nineteen, IGN announced Control is Game of the Year. So they went even earlier than usual. Uh, and but piggybacking off what you're saying, I wonder if you get creative about it and you put up. You have it be, you know, Summer Game Fest, right? But it's Game Game Awards Month or whatever. Where, yeah, okay, cool. We're worried about, like, uh, we're worried about this, you know, uh, Cyberpunk. We're worried about Cyberpunk getting in there. So we'll start with Fighting Game of the Year. We'll do Racing Game of the Year. Every, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday for the month, we're putting out three award categories and having them win till we build to that, Game yeah. of the Year that third week or whatever. That, that would be actually, like, a really crazy idea like a like a cool crazy idea if there if jeff was just like yeah let's just do winter game fest and spread just out all the cool. announcements you spread out all the announcements with it you you know you bundle every two the three awards with two announcements you have a whole bunch of different sponsors in there all these different yeah. things just make oh, it laugh the the summer again. January. <laughs> <laughs> it just never ends i love to see it who do we have to talk to to get blessing as trending game of the year this year they did away with the category because it was problematic. Here's my thing, though, guys. Speaking of that, it, and again, what did the street personality? There's something now. They have a new one. Street personality. Is there one that I qualify for that I can qualify? <laughs> yeah, because no, no, I'm not no, a streamer. Yeah, okay. Bless. I'm not a streamer. I'm, I'm not an esports player. I'm committed, committed <laughs> to getting you Forbes 30 under 30. <laughs> oh. oh, God. What do I need to do to make that we happen? We got to make it happen. I, it was something I have that only I, four I, years. I started scheming the, four years. Psh, that is more than enough. I hope, content I hope. creator of the year content creator of the year yeah we could do that okay i could do that i was, trying, I was even trying to get you to be forbes 30 or 30 before you were even part of kind of funny i was already thinking about it where i was like <laughs> oh gotta, man we gotta get on this we gotta make it happen so now that you're part of us it's Dude. like oh now we have to make it happen let's <laughs> go man i'm ready <sighs> if you can get him both if you can get him trending gamer and 30 under 30 then like don't loop me in with those trending gamers. Trending right? gamer, I don't, don't want to be amongst, amongst there that with Dr. Disrespect. Dr. Disrespect and Greg Miller. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, me in the middle. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been kind of funny games cast. Thank you very much. Are for you forgetting that. a segment? Oh, no, because we're still piloting oh. this. Bless. We're about to move okay. on to uh, week two of Blessing's game show, which is called Bless Who? And it's fantastic. Last week, we had the demo run. This week, we're having, I'm going to call it like the, the beta, right? We're going to okay. get into this, and we're just going to like see how it goes. And then next week, if you're ready, Bless, I want to debut it on the real show. Well, well, maybe not next week because next yeah, week goes to the stream. Okay, well, next time, we're, it's, it's the normal cast of Games Cast, whatever. That's when I want to reveal it as a, a full-on thing. 
where it's it's leaving it's leaving alpha it's leaving beta it's going into just full-on release oh, yeah. but like if you Google don't like it we Stadia. might put it put it back into beta <laughs> yeah that's the dumbest exactly. story of the year it's it, like might, it might be worth <laughs> but we had a lot of a lot of fun last week so we're gonna get to that if you are a patreon.com slash kind of funny games supporter at the silver level level silver is that right greg yes silver level Wait. Or Blessing's the only person who says it, so I don't know. Uh, bronze members or above get yeah. the show ad free. Silver members or above get something. I don't know, man. They get to yeah. ask questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how it goes. Uh, <laughs> but until next time.